Peace Propaganda is a production of the Voluntary Institute, a nonprofit organization dedicated to furthering the understanding of the principles of non-aggression. Visit us at voluntaryinstitute.org. There are many who are uncomfortable with what we have created. Planned communities, the programming. Does this make me look fat? No, it makes you look like a tool of government oppression. But not fat. The sterilized, artfully balanced atmospheres. They stand for everything we don't stand for. Also, they told me you guys look like dorks. If that's what we are, we deserve to be the last of the free folk. They hunger for an Eden where spring comes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Peace Propaganda. Peace Propaganda is a show about the positive trends towards peace and liberty, and I am your host, Adam Elpo. Visit us at voluntaryinstitute.org. My guest today is Ethan from thelibertyadvocate.com. Ethan is the founder of thelibertyadvocate.com, and you may be familiar with that URL because it was recently mentioned on the Tom Woods Show. He got the Tom Woods bump, and now he's getting the peace propaganda bump as well. Uh, Ethan and I sat down for a very interesting conversation, and then I lost all the audio for that, and we sat down for an even more interesting conversation, which is what you will hear today. Yes, even this long into the show, still having some audio problems, but I know I'm not alone in that. Uh, Even some... uh, bigger enterprises than peace propaganda have had a similar problem i know uh brett venat over at school sucks project just had a just had some tragedy related to his audio on a interview with christina hoff summers uh, so it happens to the best of us um without further ado i do want to bring in that audio because i'm running very late on everything including this show and i just really wanted to get this out there while it was still timely Ethan and I got into a conversation about uh, best practices for volunteerism and and sort of got into the the foundations of the philosophy. So I really think you're going to enjoy the conversation today. As always, you can contact us by going to voluntaryinstitute.org, and I hope to see you there. Here is Ethan. One, two, three, ho! Ethan, thanks for being on the show today. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me. Um, so, I rather than rather than tease it out throughout the entire interview, I just want to put it right out there for the audience. This is actually your second uh, time meeting with me. Uh, the first time was lost due to I don't know. I'm going to blame Skype. Maybe it's my own fault. <laughs> but that's okay. That's that's the beauty of living in the 21st century. Nothing is ever my fault. 
no, I'm kidding. But I do want to say thank you for putting up with rescheduling. We had to reschedule a couple of times. So you've been a real trooper, and I do appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Um, so the reason I had you on the show today is because you recently, I guess now it would have been a couple weeks ago, you, were, you got the Tom Woods bump um, as the founder of the LibertyAdvocate.com. And he, you know, you went through his, his uh, blog, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like promotion program. Right. And he talked a little bit about what you do um, with your website. But I was hoping that maybe you can come on the show here and give my listeners a better understanding of what it is that the Liberty Advocate does. Do you, is that what you, do you sign off on, uh, on your articles as the Liberty Advocate? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't, but now I am. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, we're already making progress. I love it. So when I, when, when I go to the libertyadvocate.com, I see you have, you know, it looks like you're trying to, um, trying to really build uh, some momentum here with, with people who may not even be uh, associated with the ideas of volunteerism. And I say that because the very first tab that I see is, what is volunteerism? Um, and then you have, you know, you have some information about a copyleft license. I want to get into that a little bit. And then a whole list of recommended websites, which is pretty cool. Um, and I want, I want to get into all that, but first I want to mention, I, I think, you know, probably the most, uh, most unusual, I would say, um, I think that the website is, is great and I want to get into it, but I think it's really interesting how, your age. So how old are you again? I'm 17 years old, 17 years old. So how did you come to the ideas of volunteerism? Um, really it was, these these book series called uh, the Uncle Eric book series, and it's where there's this guy Richard Mayberry, but he's kind of in this kind of um, persona as an uncle writing to his nephew about different topics related to history and government and economics, and that was uh, actually a, a fully anarchist. He he never says anarchist, but um, it was a completely anarchist uh, book series like philosophy that he was um, kind of putting forward. Wow. And so when – how old were you when you started reading those? I was 12. 12. Okay. Uh, so did you just pick those up at the local library or, or who put those into your hands? Actually, it was my mom looking for – uh, you know, like a, a way to, to get us to learn about these kinds of things, you know, about like economics and government and stuff like that. Okay. Um, not, uh, not a teacher or anything. What, what was your education like? Well, see, I'm a homeschooled. And so my mom was my teacher. And so she was trying to, you know, like get, get resources and stuff like that. Gotcha. So that, yeah. Gotcha. So I guess, I guess the next question is, uh, did she know? Did she know that she was putting the you know these intellectual weapons in your in your young hands that you would that you'd grow up to be the you know anarchist freedom fighter that you are today? Um, no, she had no idea. Uh oh. And she wasn't really on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need a soundboard for the show so I can get a so I can get like a wah wah. <laughs> yeah, but one. I. I was absolutely fascinated and I really wanted to learn more. And so I started doing searching online because I really wanted to know more about this. I wasn't quite on board. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't sure. Right. And so 
I, I look into it and I find Murray Rothbard and the Mises Institute website, which had his book for a new Liberty on it. And I read that. And from that point I was totally sold. This was, you know, anarchism. That's the only way to go. You know, how old were you when you read for a new Liberty? I think I was about, it was 13 or 14. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you you got me beat by like twenty five years on that one. I, <laughs> I was I was almost thirty when I read For New Liberty. So good for you. That's fantastic. Um, you, you raised uh, you raised an interesting point there. I want to I want to revisit, which was when you were first introduced to the ideas. You were like, ah, I don't know about this, and I think that's a great insight because honestly, I would be I would be a little hesitant. Like if anybody told me, like, yeah, I read, uh, you know, I read one article about anarchy and I was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, no, you, you really got to like get it. You know, it, it takes a while. And I think that's why a lot of people when they, when they hear, Oh, you know, yeah, I'm an anarchist or I'm a voluntarist or, you know, I don't, I think we should abolish government. Like their first reaction is so like, what, what do you, what do you mean? Because it is such a, you know, you really do have to, to, to flesh out a lot of ideas and it takes a lot of research and a lot of time and a lot of understanding and so i correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like what you're trying to do with the liberty advocate is you know you're just trying to put another brick on that you know on that on that building for for people you know trying to help them understand what exactly the ideas of volunteerism is is that right yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I just kind of wanted to write on a variety of different topics from this kind of worldview or, or philosophy. Uh, and so that, you know, people get this and they read it, maybe they're interested in, in one or more of these things, and they kind of get a come at it. And, and see, I find a lot of times what, what will get people into this thing is that you kind of, you agree on something. And then you take that and you go, well, why do you agree? These are the principles. And then you kind of move on you know, fleshing it out step by step, you know, well, this actually expands in the other realms as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree completely. And, and so you, you have here, um, the most recent article, just, just to pick one uh, at random, basically, I guess not at random, but in, you know, because it's the one right in front of me. Um, mm -hmm. the most recent article you just posted today, which is October 4th, 2016, you have interesting articles, number three, and it's, it's just sort of a, a collection of, of articles from around the internet you link to the article you give kind of like a short breakdown uh you know that that you how you feel about uh, you know the article and and what the what the volunteerist take uh, on on the on the subject is uh so what what is the the target audience is it people who are totally unfamiliar are you looking for people who who are, are really familiar with the concepts everything in between who, you know who are you shooting for here Really, I'm trying to go for as wide of an audience as possible. So, like, you know, people people who already are voluntarists, people who are minarchists, and and and, and people who are just interested in these things. You know, mm -hmm. people who who are kind of like searching out and and trying to find information. Yeah, yeah, I like it. There's some. Uh, you're certainly not pulling any punches on uh, on what you're posting either, because like for example, there's this one video right on the front page of a cop just like with a bloody fist ready to beat someone down <laughs> is that real or is that photoshopped is it is it real 
Um, I actually I don't know. See what the video is of is is of this uh, police officer who got a call from from you know like the dispatcher or whatever. There's this uh, mentally ill homeless man. Anyways, he goes down and he says, "I'm going to hit this guy with my car." And he basically goes around, tries to hit him, misses him, backs up, tries to get him again, then gets out of the car and shoots the guy 14 times. Wow. <laughs> and did anything happen to that police officer? I, you see, people are trying to get something done about him. Um, you know, people are saying there are people in, in uniform who really shouldn't be and, and all that. So as of right now, I'm not sure exactly what the status of that is. Yeah, wow. Well, I, I do think that there has been at least a little bit of positive movement on that front. It does seem like police are being held a little more accountable than they were in the past. I know when um, the Chicago police shot a guy, they were like, basically, they released the footage immediately. I, they, they, they desked everybody involved, and I think they've already, they, if they haven't fired some of them, they're, all, they're working on it. So, you know, uh, I do like to look at the silver lining. I know it's a lot of, there's a lot of darkness out there. <laughs> I, I do think that, you know, if, if it helps anyone sleep better at night, it does seem like that is getting a little bit better. Um, so what, uh, sorry, I'm looking, I'm looking at the website and you, it's just, uh, it's like a shotgun of different, of different topics, which is cool. I think, you know, that's part of the, that's part of the, the intriguing thing about, you know, studying voluntarism, philosophy, and, and, and anarchism, and, and, and economics. It's intriguing because you sort of have to be a jack-of-all-trades. Because if you tell someone that we should limit the scope of government or that we should eliminate government entirely, just by the very nature of the subject, because government has its fingers in every single pie, you have to be ready just at the drop of a hat to talk about, you know, obviously roads or, I don't know, a million of the national defense, policing, health care, you know, taking care of the elderly. Suddenly you have to be an expert in all facets of life. Uh, does that ever, do, do you get that a lot, you know, when you're talking to people? Yeah, I feel like it's it's always just like like rapid fire. You can always come up with more and more uh, like objections, problems, posing different things. And I, I like to um, you know study study these things and and find out you know answers to the most common ones. Uh, and I actually, I that's one thing that I, that I kind of like about this is that I, you know generally speaking, when you blog and whatever, you have to stick to like one focused topic. But with you know volunteerism. You can, you know, you can stay on topic and, and go into all different things. You can go into health, you know, like medical knowledge. You can go into like nutrition and, and, and personal development and education and all these different things because that's where the state, you know, is involved in. It's involved in, in all of our lives every day. That's true. That's true. So what, what would you say your focus is? You know, if you had to, if you were going to, if you were going to write a book, let's say. Because I, as I, and I'm sure you will, because you, you're already at this at such a young age. I'm sure the thought has cro has crossed your mind at least. If you had to, you know, if if somebody was going to plop down money on your desk right now and you had to start writing a book today, what would it be on? Ooh, you know that is really tough. But I would probably write one 
that was about the just like the 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 justifying the non-aggression principle and trying to apply it uh, universally. You know, just like a, just just so that anybody in, in a, like layman's terms and stuff like that, so anybody could could find it, pick it up, read it, and then be able to to know the truth. Oh, interesting. Um, so obviously, then you are into the non-aggression principle. Not all voluntarists are. So that's that's good to know. Uh, as clearly, you know, uh, here we have founded the, Vo- the Voluntary Institute, which the mission statement is furthering the understanding of the non-aggression principle. So always glad to meet a fellow traveler with that. Um, when you say, um, you know, teaching, uh, you said uh, like a universal uh, non-aggression principle. Um, wh- what do you mean by that? Well, and, and I mean that it's that it's universally uh, applicable to everybody. It's not just, you know, it's not just like apply to, uh, you know, certain relationships between certain people. It applies to people who call themselves uh, the government or the police. Giving, you know, a badge doesn't grant you extra rights. That that kind of thing. Nice. And so if if you, uh, I know you, I'm sure you don't have your dictionary in front of you, but it just. If there's anybody who hasn't heard the show before, is not familiar with the non-aggression principle, what does it what does it mean to you? What does the non-aggression principle mean to you? Um, the non-aggression principle means that it's immoral, that it's wrong to initiate force, you know, which would be control of another person or their property. Right. Yeah. And so, in what ways? I guess how does how does the government violate that? Why would why would you? Why would there be a unique focus on government actors as opposed to, say, a big corporation or or just an individual person around town? Why is it? Because I, this is a common criticism leveled towards anarchists and and, and and voluntarists is that we have you know this laser sh- focus on government, and the criticism goes: we are blind to the excesses of. Of capitalism, we are you know we don't care about how the poor are 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 starving, et cetera, et cetera. So, why is it that we do seem to focus on government? Um, well, I would say it's because for one, the the state is is typically at the root of of these problems, and I, I would say because you know a business or a person that's not inherently. Aggressive. That's not inherently immoral. Whereas the state, by definition, is an aggressive entity because you know even if it's absolutely perfect in every other sense, it still robs people through taxation. You know, and just about every government I know of is involved in warfare, which is mass murder of innocent people. Um, and, and and all of that, of course, is is funded through that same taxation. It creates laws, and I'm thinking here of the the victimless crime laws uh, that that just uh, permit the police to use violence against peaceful people. You know, so that's why there's a focus on uh, the government. So I'm going to keep being devil's advocate here. Victimless crime aren't don't all crimes have victims? Um, no, no. Crimes like, uh, mm, let me think, drug laws, you know, like crimes like because uh, I, I, I possess some substance that some other guy doesn't like, it, it, uh, it justifies their, their use of force against me. You know, that, that's kind of their thinking. Um, 
victimless crimes like, uh, let's see, uh, peacefully crossing the street. They call it jaywalking, you know. Um, let me think here. All the different regulations that are in existence, you know, like you can't hire somebody or you can't uh, be employed for somebody uh, if, if, you, if they don't pay you a certain wage, you know, different things like that. So you're telling me that if my uh, barber didn't have to have uh, a license, that society wouldn't crumble? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. You <laughs> well, would, I mean, the idea that, that you can uh, commit an act of violence against somebody because uh, they didn't get a, a piece of paper from an institution permitting them to uh, uh, cut somebody else's hair voluntarily, that's absurd. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so you're really – you're. You're tripping all the landmines here, you know, that you, I can I can hear the statists being triggered, you know, through, <laughs> through my headphones right now, because this that is something what you just said is also something that I have seen people get apoplectic about the idea that regulations are violence. What what makes you say that if um, if someone doesn't get, uh, you know, a barber's license? I don't think a lot of people draw the connection to how the, that becomes a violent situation because if if say let's say I'm trying to become a barber and I don't have a bar a barber's license then I just I can't uh, you know I can't open up my shop and I I can't cut hair I can't collect money where is the violence in that all all that happens is just they tell me I can't do it so I don't do it where's the violence right well the violence comes in when you do it you know. So, so let's say, well, I'm just going to do it anyways. That's when, you know, they, the, the, uh, the people with the badges and the guns and the chains show up and, and they arrest you and they uh, rob you, calls it fines, or they imprison you. And, and, and that is where the uh, violence comes in is, is, when you, is when you don't do the will of, of these uh, other men. Well, isn't that justified? Is, isn't it my own fault? Didn't I bring that on myself? You know, they told me I needed a license. I didn't get the license. You know, I, those are the consequences. Isn't that isn't that just how it, it works? Um, absolutely not. They don't have any kind of authority over your body. You know, over your over your scissors or over your shop. So the idea that I mean, how is that much different than saying, you know, hey, don't look me in the eyes, otherwise I'm going to shoot you in the face. You know, that's. <laughs> That's that's an uh, audacious metaphor, but I like it. <laughs> so, yeah, I I that that was that was dead on. I couldn't have said it better. You know, the idea that um, just because the the politicians say I can't do something doesn't then shift, you know, the the moral situation. The fact is, I there is no ethical reason that I should have to ask anyone's permission to cut someone else's hair. So the idea that someone is interjecting themselves in that transaction, that interloper, that interjector is the one at fault. And if they escalate it to violence, well, then now they have violated the non-aggression principle. Now they are the ones acting against ethics, against morality. So yeah, I, <laughs> that's great. Thank you. Thanks for playing along with that. Uh, so how can my listeners find you well they can find me via my website i'm going to i've kind of have it already set up but i've not really done anything with it set up a, a facebook page 
And I'm also on this social media platform kind of thing called Steemit. And it actually is is like based on blockchain and has its own cryptocurrency. And, and it's really a pretty fascinating. Okay. Um, and, and people can follow me on there and they can, you know, upvote or downvote or comment or whatever. And, and they can also see me commenting on other people's Steemit posts and stuff like that. And I plan in the future to... Uh, put put on Steam and exclusive content. Nice. Well, you're in the biz now, Ethan. So anytime you anytime you tell somebody that they can follow you somewhere, you got to tell them what to look for. So you said find you at your website. What's your website? TheLibertyAdvocate.com. TheLibertyAdvocate.com. And I will, of course, link that in the show notes. You said people can find you on Facebook, but maybe that's not the best way. I assume they can just search for Liberty Advocate. Um, so if if you're listening out there and you're only on Facebook, you can at least follow them on Facebook. I'm sure there will be some stuff on there for you. Uh, but uh, it sounds like what you're really putting your energy towards, other than, of course, the website, is the Steemit. So how can people find you on Steemit? Uh, down to how is Steemit even spelled? All right. So Steemit is uh, S-T-E-E-M-I-T dot com. Um, and how they would find me is they go into the, the search bar and they search Liberty advocate nice. and I should be the first. Yeah. I, I should be the user under that name. Awesome. Well, Ethan, I really appreciate you being on the show today. I think we gave people a lot to, to chew on. It ended up being kind of like an intro to liber- libertarian anarchism uh, show, which is great. I haven't done one of those in a long time and it seems like you have a great, uh, maybe not focus on introducing people to anarchy, but obviously you have some interest in that. So I appreciate you coming on and helping introduce more people to it. I definitely encourage my listeners to check out the libertyadvocate.com. Hey, Ethan is 17 years old. He is making it happen out there. He's got a website. He's got a steam it. He's got a Facebook page. What more can you ask from a guy? We are, you know, we call ourselves capitalists. Let's help each other out. Let's go out there in the free market and and prop each other up, right? That's what it's about. It's about helping each other. Capitalism is not about cutthroat competition. It's about cooperation. Am I right? You're right. Absolutely. Well, again, thanks for being on the show today, Ethan. I hope to have you on. You know, once uh, you know the Liberty Advocate, it has ten times more viewers because of this show. You can come back on and and tell me about all the success you've had. All right. All right. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, Ethan. Thanks. Right.